Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Well, BYU's not even hit 100 yards in passing, but may hit 300 yards in rushing. BYU 373 to Stanford's 221. Our total offense numbers through three quarters of play. BYU 21 first downs to Stanford's 12. BYU 4 of 5 on third downs to Stanford's 6 of 12. BYU and Stanford have snapped exactly 46 plays. BYU 8.1 yards per play to Stanford's 4.8. Ralph Sokolowski telling me that BYU's missed on six consecutive fourth and ones. Terrible. BYU came into tonight ranked 129th in fourth down conversion percentage. Tonight, they are 0 for 1. It was a fourth and 1, and Ralph says that's six in a row on fourth and 1 that BYU has failed to convert. And now on the year, BYU is 6 for 23 on fourth downs. BYU's only possession not ending in a touchdown ended on a turnover on downs moments ago. And as we come back in, let's head down to Mitchell Juergens with news and not good news on BYU quarterback Jaron Hall. Yeah, so Jaron will not return in the game. This will be Jacob Conover's game to finish. Um, I am being told it is precautionary. Um, and we're looking at a right ankle injury. Um, he had tape over his shoe and ankle. That's pulled off. Um, he's on the he, he's in the huddle right now. Um, so he'll be he'll be involved. He'll be on the sideline walking up and down. Um, but uh, he is he is hobbling a little bit of favor in that right uh, that right ankle. Um, but he he won't return in this game. So this is Jacob's game to finish. Thank you, Mitchell. Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. And I watched Jaron Hall hobble back to the sidelines. Puka Nakua left the first game of the year. They said precautionary at the time that he wanted to come back in, and we didn't see him for weeks. BYU would have weeks before a bowl game. We know that. And the hope is Jaron Hall gets ready for that. He missed last year's bowl game injured and has not gone every game yet of any season as a starter yet at BYU. Jacob Conover, yet to throw a pass this year, has BYU second and five at the Stanford 42-yard line. He's in shotgun with Chris Brooks to his left. The motion man is Nakua. The handoff is to Brooks, and Brooks squeezes through a gap, has another first down, and is brought down at the 30-yard line. Give him a 12-yard run on second and five. And why not? I mean, Jacob conceivably could play the rest of the game and not throw a pass if BYU keeps gaining ground like this. Very possible. We saw that Oregon State, I think, ran the entire fourth quarter and defeated Oregon today. And came from behind to do to so. To do so. Of course, Oregon helped out with just bonehead r- ridiculous play after, bonehead play after play. ridiculous play. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just inconceivable how they lost that game. Jacob Conover shotgun. Ropati left hip. Handoff Hinkley. Hinkley drags a tackler. Between the hash marks, past the 30 to the 29. Gain of two. It'll be second down on eight clock rolling. 14-14 to play here on the farm. Stanford Stadium. BYU with a win tonight. We'll be able to check off the Stanford Cardinal and say they've defeated every Pac-12 program. BYU's beaten every Pac-12 team but for Stanford. BYU 0-2 against the Cardinal. Stanford on its second four-game losing streak of the season. BYU looking for its first three-game win streak of the season. Conover shotgun, Rapati to the right, now to his left hip. Second down, eight. Handoff Hinkley. Hinkley. A nice little juke to the right, gets him to the 25-yard line. All right, will you let Jacob Conover throw the ball on third and four? 
you could run, and it wouldn't be the craziest decision in the world, but third and four is more in that 50-50 realm in terms of run or pass. BYU is in field goal territory, so they could just say, we're going to run it, or we're gaining ground really well. If we get it, great. If not, we're going to make it a 31-12 ball game. They got four wides. They do have Isaac Rex in the game, 11 personnel, but he's flexed to the far side. Twins to the right, twins to the left, the short side, the right side for Conover. Third down and four. And it'll be an option end around to Puka. Wide field for Puka. 20, 15, 10, 5, pylon, touchdown! Touchdown, Puka Nakua! The touchdown run on the end around, and it's 34 to 12, BYU. How about Coach Roderick bringing back just old school style reverses? I think that's the second. It's the second reverse we saw a reverse flea flicker. So really, the third reverse or play with reverse into the design. That's that for our fans listening. That's that play that we've come so accustomed to over the years, where the quarterback pauses and then they run speed option to the side. Except this time, Puka Nakua came in and intercepted the pitch from the quarterback to the running back for the reverse, and then his smooth, long, elegant strides took him untouched into the end zone. In end zone with some good backside blocking from I believe Chase Roberts it, oh no Braden Cosper PAT from Old Roid is good and BYU makes it 35 to 12 after another Mountain America Credit Union touchdown it is brought to you by Mountain America and it's another $250 donation to the American Red Cross courtesy of Mountain America we'll come back with another pigskin scoring summary 12:48 to play BYU putting what may be finishing touches on the Cardinal tonight. 35-12 is our score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 12.48 to play. And Jake Oldroyd with five PATs on the night. Now sitting with 332 career points, two away from tying Mitch Payne for most career points scored at BYU. One away from Owen Pochman in second. So Mitch Payne, 334. Owen Pochman, 333. And then Jake Oldroyd at 332. That's what we have for Jake's career scoring tallies. And that happened, those were in the 2016, 19, 20, 21, and 22 seasons. So five seasons of kicking for Jake. Ten points coming in his first year, then 88, then 99, then 69, and now 66. In 2022, so Jake is two points away from tying Mitch Payne, three away from passing to become BYU's career scoring leader. Cash Peterman will kick off after BYU goes up 35-12. Time for a pigskin scoring summary brought to you by your Utah pork producers and the National Pork Board. From farm to fork, Utah pork producers like Smithfield Foods take pride in good practices that produce safe and nutritious pork right here in Utah. Make pork your protein of choice all season long. For delicious and nutritious pork recipes, visit pork.org. Kick off by Peterman to the end zone. Touchback. And BYU out to, or Stanford out to the 25-yard line. The scoring drive for BYU, 10 plays and a game-long game 87 yards. So 10 for 87 over 5 minutes and 28 seconds. And the Cougars score a touchdown on the Pukanakua run. And so Puka Nakua, 25 yards. The rush to the right on the reverse end around, making it 35-12 on the Old Royd PAT. BYU pulling away from Stanford. We're 12.48 to play here in the fourth quarter. By the way, the last uh, two scoring drives for BYU, both over five minutes in length. Tanner McKee in the gun. 
A two-step and a fire on the out, and it's dropped by the intended receiver, Mudia Rubin. Not a great throw. It was hard to catch, and so it'll go as incomplete. Second down and 10 for the Cardinal. 12.45 on our fourth quarter clock. Jaron Hall's night is done. Jacob Conover's come in and done nothing but hand off since coming into the game. But no complaints there. The handoffs are working with uh, to great success. Play fake from McKee. And he throws on the right side to Bryson Tremaine. Tremaine drags D'Angelo Mandel for a couple of yards after catch. Give him seven. Third down and three coming up for Stanford. At the BY at the 32 of the Cardinal. So we'll see tonight if Jacob Oldroyd gets a chance to become the Cougars' all-time scoring leader. A field goal would do it. 35-12. Stanford looking at a third down and three from its own 32 ball near hash. Cardinal go left to right. A short drop, and Tremaine moves the sticks. Tremaine makes the catch. On the slant in to the 37-yard line. Took a hard hit upon the catch. And Stanford's been a pretty good third down team. 7 for 14 on third downs now are the Cardinal. We've had a lot of cracks at it tonight. And BYU's run just six third down plays. BYU did not score in the third quarter. So the chance to score in every quarter went by the wayside. BYU led 28-12 at halftime, and that was the score after three. So no score. That was that turnover on downs that kept BYU from scoring in the third. So it'll be seven straight games without scoring in all four quarters for BYU. McKee been in the gun pretty much all night. Little play action. And throws an intermediate ball to Bryson Tremaine and makes the catch heading toward the far boundary out at the 35-yard line. Big gainer for the Cardinal. So from the Stanford 37 to the BYU 35, a 28-yard gain. Tanner McKee goes over 200 yards passing on that play. BYU is under 100 yards passing, but at over 300 rushing yards, 322. When you rush for 300-plus, you are not losing that football game if you're BYU. Last time BYU had multiple 300-yard rushing games in a season was 2014. But it's happened here in 2022. McKee goes under center with Ibax and hands off Lieber. Lieber goes between the tackles for a solid five-yard gain. So BYU had 312 rushing yards in the first game of the regular season. It is now sitting at 322 rushing yards in the final game of the regular season. And again, it's been eight years since BYU's had a multiple 300-yard rushing performance in a single season. But it's happened this year. Thanks to my stats intern Grant Nielsen for that tidbit. Tanner McKee in the gun on second and five. Ball far hash. A sprint throw to the right. Complete. Another chain mover. It's complete to Elijah Higgins. Higgins with now his seventh catch. Bryson Tremaine with eight. And now Higgins with seven. No BYU player more than three catches on this night. BYU's had only seven pass completions. Seven for 11 for BYU. 26 for 36 for Stanford. McKee in the gun. BYU's up 35-12. Ten minutes to play. Play fake. And on the down and in. Completion inside the five-yard line to the two to the tight end, Sam Roush. Another intermediate throw and a good throw by McKee. And it's first and goal for Stanford. 9.50 to play in the fourth quarter. 
BYU feels like it's out of the woods in this one, but Stanford putting a nice drive together. Stanford coaches are out on the field by 15 yards. They were at risk of almost getting 12 men in the huddle. So Daniels checks in at quarterback. Ashton Daniels in in place of Tanner McKee. Quarterback keep, and on draw up the middle, Daniels stopped after a gain of one from the two, but the pile kept moving, and he gets in. Touchdown, Stanford. The play appeared to be stopped. There was no whistle, and the pile kept pushing and moving, and Daniels gets in for the score to make it 35-18. to 18. That he was, appeared to be stopped at the one-yard line. Yeah, that was stonewalled, but uh, he was stood straight up, and the refs obviously didn't blow the whistle, and he kind of spun over his right shoulder, and as his lineman around him kept pushing, he found a little crease that uh, allowed him to fall over the goal line into the end zone for about a yard. And now Stanford will go for two, make it a 15-point game. 35-18, Stanford. Has not scored more than 20 in six games. This to get to 20. They scored 20 at Cal last weekend. McKee, gun, wides either side. Lieber, the tailback, left hip. Looking underneath and throwing complete for the two-point conversion to Benjamin Urasek is Tanner McKee, and it's the 35-20 ball game with 9.18 to play here in the fourth quarter. Cougars have a little bit of work left to do, leading by two touchdowns. Two touchdowns with one being a two-point converted touchdown, of course. We'll take time out. 9-18 to play here at Stanford Stadium. Cardinal draw to within 15. 35-20, BYU on top on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU with 322 rushing yards. And since we go back to the start of the Lavelle Edwards era in 1972, BYU's never lost a game when rushing for 300 or more yards. It's never happened. And a fair catch called for by Hobbs Nyberg. BYU out to the 25-yard line. First down and 10. Jaron Hall's night is done. Right ankle injury. Jacob Conover's come in and has done nothing but handoff since. Seventy-five yards out there for the taking with the touchback. That won't quite get the Cougars to 400. Still nine minutes, 18 seconds left. It's possible. So BYU at 415 yards of offense. Stanford at 296. And again, of the 415, 322 yards are rushing. Jacob Conover shotgun. Just gives it right to Chris Brooks. And Chris Brooks, between hash marks and between tackles, five-yard gain. Give him six, second down and four. Chris Brooks, 134 rushing yards before that handoff. So he's over or near. If they give him six, he'll be at 140. Chris Brooks' first and only season for BYU. A pretty good one. His high rushing number was the 135 at South Florida. And so he's gone over that with 139. So a new BYU career high, 139 rushing yards for Christopher Brooks. Pistol, Conover, and Chris is caught in the backfield. I'm not sure that BYU's lost yards on a handoff tonight until that point. So Chris Brooks is... Took a knee to the helmet, the tackler did. Oh, Stanford player got rung up, unfortunately, and he's woozy. 
And that's Jonathan McGill, the nickelback. And he's not well. He was stumbling around there. You say Chris caught him with a knee on the run? Yeah, he was, uh, he was the one that made the tackle. Came in on a perfectly timed uh, blitz, but he went low on Brooks, and he just caught a knee to the side of the helmet. Well, and, uh, another injury to report on, um, Keenan Peely was in the medical tent for a while and was just escorted back to the locker room. It doesn't look like he'll return in this game either. Thank you, Mitch. Mitchell Jurgens in the Zions Bank end zone for big-time banking with a home team feel. Zions Bank is for you. So already without Wilgar and Thule and now Peely, you could argue the, uh, the top three linebackers for BYU uh, either aren't playing or out of this game. Ben Bywater, very good linebacker, still in the mix. So third down and seven. Are we going to see the first Jacob Conover pass of the season? Play clock at 15. Third and seven from the BYU 28-yard line. Conover, ball between the hashes, in the gun. Claps the hands. And the first throw of the season is thrown in the ground in the vicinity of Isaac Rex in the right flat. And so BYU will punt for the first time tonight after a... Did BYU gain up? Nope. No, they're three and out, right? First three and out tonight. Yeah. That safety blitz got him off schedule. He came in, the, uh, got a tackle for loss on second down against Chris Brooks. Otherwise, the drive started off promising, but uh, that well-timed safety blitz led to a tight end screen attempt that was uh, thwarted by the Stanford defense, causing Jacob Conover to dirt the ball at the feet of Isaac Rex. So Ryan Rico punts it away. For the first time tonight, yeah. Yeah, drives this spiral to the 23-yard line. Jason Thompson makes the catch and is thrown down for no gain on the return by Chris Jackson. Or was that Caleb Christensen? Either one. Both are given 16 right now, and I'm not sure. No, it was Chris Jackson. Chris, uh, Caleb's at 15. Chris at 16. That was jersey number 16. Chris Jackson with the throw down at the 25-yard line. And timeout on the field. So we'll come back with 7.38 to play. Almost halfway through quarter number four. BYU 35, Stanford 20. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's head back to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Past midnight, back in the mountain time zone. Top of the hour. Taking a, uh, we're taking a 10-second break for station ID on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU-FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Jacob Conover's first pass in relief of Jaron Hall is incomplete. BYU has its first third, first three and out of the night, first punt of the night, but a 15-point lead on this night. 35-20, Cougs lead the Cardinals of Stanford, 7.38 to play in quarter number three. BYU heavy on the ground, four, uh, 325 rushing yards, 93 passing. BYU dating back to 1972 is 30-0, have never lost when rushing for 300-plus yards, and they are 325 and counting. Stanford, Tanner McKee throwing. And underneath to Tremaine, 30-yard line, gain of five. It'll be second and five, clock rolling under 730. Stanford needs two touchdowns, at least one of which, including a two-point conversion to have a shot in this one. BYU in command from the start. 14-3 the lead after one. 28-12 the lead after two and three. And now 35-20 after taking a 35-12 lead in this game. McKee shotgun, second and five. Handoff Lieber. Lieber 
just piecemealing his way forward as a mm. mouth guard comes flying out, and the pile kept pushing, and it, what looked like a four-yard gain turned into a seven-yard gain on a chain mover to the 37-yard line. So clock will stop to move the sticks, 6.58 to play. Included in Stanford's 20-point total are three points I don't think they should have had at the end of the first half on a strange clock situation that gave Stanford a chance at a field goal of 54 yards that the Cardinal made. Play action, left flat to the swingman Lieber. Lieber makes the catch, evades a tackler, bounced out by the second. So Robinson missed him. Judy Lally got him on the boundary, gain of five. Second down and five for the Cardinal. Clock should restart. It's now been set, and now the clock winds. Took a little while to get that ball set. 6.35 to play. Stanford needs not only scores, but enough possessions. Time is waning. 6.25 to play. BYU in command, 35-20. McKee, the hand clap, the belt high snap. Play fake. Climbs the pocket. Now scrambles to the right. Oh, man, wide open. Bryson Tremaine makes the catch. Stays in bounds. Down the 40, the 30, the 25, and nearly the 25-yard, the 20-yard line. He got loose, busted coverage. Tremaine wide open. And Stanford in scoring territory. So Stanford is in position to top 20 points for the first time in a month and a half. Nearly two months of play. Stanford had not been scoring the ball well at all. Last four games. 27, 14, 13, 15, 16 points. Last six games. Just one game at 20. They're already there now. 35-20. McKee in the gun. Receives a snap. Pulls it away from his back. And throws 10 yards upfield to his tight end, Benjamin Urasek. And Urasek is to the 11 and moves the chains. It's an 11-yard gain on first and 10. Stanford now first and 10 from the BYU 11. BYU's getting gashed now. Yeah, they got a they got a hit on McKee on that last one. They tackled him as he was going down to the ground. But essentially what's happened is there's been absolutely no pressure on McKee, and he's done a good job working his way through his progressions to find completions on this drive. Getting gashed and getting gassed as well. McKee awaits a shotgun snap, takes it chest high, hands off to Lieber. Lieber just follows his blockers up the middle inside the 10 to the 6 Maybe just a seven. Either way, gain of four. And second and six for the Cardinal. Clock is down to 5.05. Cardinal need to score likely. I, wouldn't, I, think, I don't even think it's too early to think about onside. They do have two timeouts remaining. If you score and get two, you maybe do just kick away and hope to hold and then get the ball back. Yeah, I think you definitely do. And look at that hockey line change for BYU defensively. McKee, shotgun. Clock 4.45. BYU by 15, 35, 20. McKee, timing pattern, back right of the end zone. It is caught by Bryson Tremaine with a grab, and they say touchdown. Touchdown, Cardinal. Good D, even better O. I mean, he caught that thing. He separated from Caleb Hayes at the very last second, was able to get his hands on the ball, secure the catch, and get a foot, foot down as he fell down out of bounds. 439 remaining, as you said, Greg. I, I, I was wondering if that would have taken Stanford a couple more plays to manufacture a touchdown, then it changes the clock situation. Yep. But with 439, they're going to... They... Previous play of a touchdown is under further review. They'll check to see that Tremaine got a foot down in the end zone. Beautiful grab on a well-placed throw by McKee. And the plan was to go for one and keep the possibility of a one-score game alive. 
Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure, man. The knee comes down out of bound, but does the toe get down in before the knee goes down? It's one of those things where, like, the toe is headed for the ground, and then it kicks and yeah, swipes you know, over. The, 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 the toe and the knee hit at roughly the same time. The toe down in and the knee down out. I think you got to give it to him. I think the toe yeah, taps right stands. before the knee. Yep. I think it'll be a stands, not confirmed. Yep. So uh, looking at the replays that I'm sure a lot of our listeners are at home as well, the toe and the knee hit almost simultaneously on the near sideline. And, of course, the other question is, did the other foot stay in contact with the ground when he made the catch? The answer is no on that one. So you're looking for that last landing foot to be down. And it's down at the same time as the knee. So they'll take a look at this. And I'd be surprised. Of course, I've been surprised multiple times on video judgments. But I'll be surprised if this doesn't stand. And again, the plan is to go for one. If you go for two now and miss it, then you're down to a two-score game. You go for one, keep it a one-score game, at least for one more drive. So 439 to play. Stanford with a PAT would have 27 for the first time since that early October game against Oregon State when they lost 28-27. Stanford for the year has not scored more than 28 against any FBS team. Mm. They lost to USC 41-28, and 28 is the high watermark against an FCS FBS opponent this year. They scored 41 against Colgate to open the year, but against FBS, 28 is the high watermark, and the Cardinal are at 26 right now. Of course, the longer it takes, the more nervous Stanford gets. But, I mean, this, this wasn't a do-or-die situation. They've got time and space. But After review, ruling on the field stands. Touchdown. Yeah. As anticipated. So, 35-26, PAT to make it 27 and keep it a one-score game. And now it's going to be on the shoulders of Jacob Conover to move the football. Stanford, if it holds here, chance to come downfield and tie a game with a touchdown and two-point conversion presuming this goes through Joshua Cardi who missed a PAT for the first time this season on a PAT elongated by five yards and a penalty earlier has a standard length PAT try to make it 35-27. Ooh a high snap and it's bobbled, mishandled and a PAT will not even be attempted and it stays a two-score game It's kind of the way the season's gone for Stanford it feels like Oh my goodness a high snap that the holder, who's also the punter, Sanborn, couldn't handle cleanly. And as it's bobbled, the PAT's not even attempted. And Sanborn had to just land on it and deaden it. So timeout on the field. 35-26. Cougs catch a massive break as it stays a two-score game with only 439 to play. BYU's up 35-26 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Hi. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's a BYU's lost a quarterback, Jared Hall, for the game. BYU's lost linebacker, Keenan Peely, for the game. The Cougars just hope not to lose the game. But they got a big break a moment ago as a bobbled snap on a PAT try means no kick was attempted. Instead of it being a 35-27 game, it's a 35-26 game. And the funny thing is, Stanford PATs were automatic. Automatic. Joshua Cardi was 24 for 24 on PATs this season. He missed a kick earlier and doesn't even get the kick off that time. So, Greg, if the snap's bad, do we know if they had any previous... Because it doesn't go as a kick attempt. Right. right? I don't yeah, know if they had one. bad snaps before. Yeah, I wonder right? if that's but, been an issue yeah. all season long. But you're right to have... 
you know, your kicker be automatic, and then he missed one, and then uh, a poor snap and hold. Cardi will kick off, and Stanford will go deep in a nine-point game. Stanford's running out of time and possessions here. But it's incumbent upon the Cougars with backup quarterback Jacob Conover to get some first downs here. And uh, since Jaron Hall left the game, all Jacob Conover did was hand off for about a half hour until his last play and his throw was in the ground in the right flat, 0 for 1 on the day and the year for Jacob Conover. And again, if Jaron Hall's not part of the BYU program next year, Conover would be in the mix to take BYU into the Big 12 at quarterback. And if Jaron Hall's not here, whoever is, that person is will be taking his first BYU snaps, essentially meaningful snaps in a new league and a step up in weight class. Houston Haymuli is a wing back left, wides to either side. Conover's under center with Chris Brooks, the tailback. A motion Puka. Get the ball in Puka's hands is always a good idea. The handoff middle, maybe slightly right to Chris Brooks, and that's a pile pusher for 10. Powell keeps pushing. Looks like a rugby mall out there. And it's a gain of 11 when the whistle blows to the 36-yard line. But another solid gain for Chris Brooks. And Chris Brooks with a BYU career high. 148 yards on 20 carries. Previous high, 135 in the South Florida game to open the year. And now it's back-to-back 100-yard games for Chris. Since that USF game, he'd not hit a century mark. 102 last week. And now nearing 150 at 148 this week. Tight end shift. Rex and Hamuli to the left. Conover's under center. Again, it's Chris Brooks at the lone setback. Motion man Puka. Stretch hand off to Chris. Chris runs through tackles and drags tacklers. And it's a seven-yard gain for Brooks. And Stanford can't stop Chris Brooks. This game's already over. 345 to go. Stanford can stop the clock twice. And BYU's in what they're, you know, they're in four-minute mode right now. There's under four minutes to play, run the ball, get first downs, end the football game. It's not for Brooks lack of out trying. And, sorry, uh, Riley, Brooks out, Rapati in, you're saying. And I was just going to say, it's not for lack of trying on Stanford's part. They've got uh, only three DBs in the game. Uh, so four linemen, four backers, and uh, everybody's within two, three yards of the line of scrimmage. They are in full-on stop-the-run mode. They just cannot uh, execute on it. BYU's nearing 350 rushing yards. Again, fly sweep motion Puka. This time they give it to him on the jet. And he comes from right to left and is spun down at the 50-yard line. He was on second and three, got seven, so move the sticks. And with 3.06 to go, Stanford may look to be using its timeout soon, but BYU's maybe a couple of first downs away from winning this football game. Our new skin, beautiful catch of the game is brought to you by New Skin. New Skin, discover the best you. And Isaac Rex had two touchdown catches on two targets. Not bad. Well, four targets, two receptions. So on uh, two receptions, both were touchdowns. Isaac Rex had the beautiful catches of the game. Brought to you by New Skin. New Skin, discover the best you. Isaac, two for 44 and two scores. 2.38 to play. First and 10 BYU right at midfield. Conover gun. Hand off Hinkley. Hinkley goes B-gap left for maybe two yards. 2.29 Stanford to go. Stanford should call timeout. Their second charge timeout of the second half. This will be a 30-second timeout. So we'll stay right here with it. Second down and eight. If BYU doesn't gain first down here, you presume Stanford uses its final t- uh, timeout to get to a third down. And at that point, BYU would be one more first down away from ending the football game. 35-26, BYU leads Stanford. The Cardinal have almost no foreseeable path to a victory in this game. 
It would take a remarkable series of events, and yet all it took was a simple PAT snap to keep it in the realm of possibility for Stanford a moment ago. Maybe a little bit of kicking karma there. They shouldn't have gotten the three points right before yep, half. Good point, yeah, then, good point there. There you and go. And then the karma kicking came karma back. Came back, yeah. Controversial field goal to end the first half relative to timing being kept on the field. And three points then that didn't appear to factor too prominently as BYU moved the ball so well and scored at will. But as Jaron Hall went out and things slowed down, things got more interesting indeed. 35-26, Conover Gunn. Second and eight. Chris Brooks runs between the hash marks and gets a gain to the 30 of uh, the 42 of Stanford. It'll be third Stanford down and has two. Called their third and final charge timeout of the second half. All right, BYU's got an opportunity to take the game away. Sorry, take the game away, put the game away. If they can convert this third down, Stanford out of timeouts. They may not be able to quite needle it out unless it were under two minutes on the uh, on the clock. They convert here. If they don't snap till the if they don't snap the first down till under two, then they can truly, yeah. So 30-second timeout, Stanford's final stoppage. BYU 35 and Stanford 26. Our next game, and there will be a game, will be in the postseason. We don't know when or where yet. News to be determined very shortly. But BYU will have a chance to end the year 8-5. They'll go to 7-5 tonight. Ball directly between the hash marks as BYU goes right to left from our vantage point. Third down, two. Jacob Conover looks to the sidelines. The play clock down to 15. Strength left. Fly sweep man is Puka. The handoff from Conover to Chris Brooks, and Chris Brooks needing two. They push the Got pile it. for three, and the clock is at 2.15, 2.16. It'll stop to move the chains, and BYU with a first down and 10. And now the clock will begin to run once they pull the bodies off. And the clock is running. BYU will not snap it till under two, and... It'll be victory formation. BYU can end this football game. So first down and 10 from the Stanford 39. You hear the BYU chant. BYU will not snap the clock until under two minutes remain. And that will do it. BYU can kneel it out. Victory formation time for the Kooks. You'd think. Yep, there we go. Chase Roberts is in as the uh, safety back. And so it'll be Niels and a victory for BYU. Nine-point win, 35-26. Jacob Conover takes a few steps back and then delays his drop to a knee. Clock at 140. It'll be second down and 12 with a loss of two on the kneel down. So two more knees, and that'll do it. So BYU is a winner, 35-26. The Cougars win at Stanford for the first time ever, or beat Stanford for the first time ever. And the Cougs have now defeated every Pac-12 program. BYU's also won three games in a row for the first time this season. And the Cougs will improve to 31-0, and dating back to 1972 when they rushed for 300 or more yards. 360. As the Cougs season has done a 360 from the 4-5 and five spot they were in 
I guess you'd say a 180. They get that wrong, right? It's, they did a 180 <laughs> from yeah. where they were. But either way, it'll be a 7-5 and five BYU no, no, a, team. A 360, when, if you think about the South Florida game, you know, the rushing yeah, and they, all the they, yards. They back and around, the that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, from there the start of the season, it was a true 360. A, a 180 from the middle, but a 360 from the start. Yeah, it was BYU's only other 300-yard rushing game. It came in the opener, so 360 to that, we'll call it. 360 on the rushing before the kneel downs, by the way. They could lose a couple here. Yeah, down to 358. So he mess up the analogy, but either way, 30 seconds on the game clock. BYU will take one final snap, and that will do it. Conover's under center, and the knee, and that is it. BYU wins at 35-26. Postgame recap is coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.